Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Gavin Emmett, and welcome to the BT Sport MotoGP podcast from Phillip Island in Australia. And what an event we've had here. This is how Cal Crutchlow won the race. Cal Crutchlow is well on his way now as he comes over Lukey Heights to take this MG corner. This is the last bad corner for him. He's got it done. Cal Crutchlow comes through turn 12 here at Phillip Island. The Great Britain is going to win for the first time ever here in Australia. His second win of 2016. Cal Crutchlow is the first British rider to win an Australian MotoGP. And he wheels in the best possible style. Crutchlow's a winner in Australia. So what a great MotoGP race, and I'm joined by the two men slightly excited at the end of that one, Keith Ewan and Julian Ryder. Uh, great performance from Cal Crutchlow, and uh, after P2 in Germany, P1 in Czech Republic, second in uh, Silverstone, now another victory for Cal Crutchlow in Australia, the birth of his baby Willow. I'm just going to go on and on, if I could, about all the positives that Cal Crutchlow's gone through in the last few months, but uh, what a performance. He's having a hell of a year, isn't he? Unlike my throat, which is now getting destroyed by Cal <laughs> I wonder Crutchlow why that single-handedly. But you've got to say that you know people may have said nothing to do about his family, of course, that's congratulations and a brilliant achievement on its own, but winning in the wet, choosing the right tyres... Tick, done the job. Winning in the dry, chasing Mark Marquez, Marquez crashing out, tick, done the job. The next one I'm waiting for, beating Mark Marquez, absolutely knocking him out of the park. That's Do you think he could have done one. it today, Julian? Yes. Um, he was closing Mark Marquez. Uh, there was an echo in here. Yeah. <laughs> he was closing Mark Marquez down when he, f- effectively, he forced Marquez into the error. Mm. It was early in the race, Jules, and I don't think you can say anything like that just yet. It was all about that hard tyre compound that they chose. The Hondas, I mean, Cal's been here before. Podium looking like it was going to be, uh, you know, a dead cert. That was on yep. the Ducati, wasn't it? A it couple was on of years the Ducati, ago. and he lost the front end, just like Mark Marquez lost the front end this time round. That tyre, there's nothing a rider can do. You're breaking into a braking area in a straight line, and if your tyre isn't with you, it's gone from under you. You can't save it. Even Mark Marquez can't save those kind of crashes. And that's what we saw from Cal here on the Ducati a couple of years ago. We saw it from Mark Marquez this time. My worry was throughout the race, as you might have managed to discern in between me screaming, was the fact that, that Cal had to keep the pace up. What mm. worried me... When he got that big lead, he'd have known what the lead was. And you can see the look on Lucio Cecinello's face as well. They all know in pit lane, any racing person, any racer knows that you've got to keep heating a tyre so you can go... The faster you go, the more heat you've got, so the faster you can go. But the second you start laying off it, 
And the great thing about it was you were down there watching the weather. The sun was shining through a gap in the clouds. It was the smallest gap, I tell you. And who could have known that Cal was watching that? Yeah, he was. <laughs> Oh, we're all used to do a bit of cloud chasing on the street bikes over the years. But also, Alicia Spargaro, towards the end of the race, he had the same crash. Another hard front tyre user. There goes the worry, cranked up even more. Why, why is Cal coming into his prime now? He's 30 years of age this year. We've talked about Mark Marquez winning five world titles by 23. Why is, why is Cal getting there now? He said it in part firm, eh? The fact is, he's, you know, to start with, we'll say that he's more mature he understands everything he understands this business perfectly now Cal Crutchlow is right in the zone 28 to 32 it's a great age to, to, to know where you're at to know how to do, do your business and to know how to get the best out of your team and bike and he said it in part firm mate. he's got a great team around him They're, they really are like a family they love Cal and having a, an ex-motorcycle a top ex-motorcycle racer is your team boss who understands your mentality as well it's a real real advantage and so we're going to talk about Rossi in a second at, at 37 who's still doing the business as well so are we seeing some riders Julian but on the uh, scrap heap too early now well uh, perhaps but British riders again tend to mature later we don't have the structure for kids and teenagers that there is in Spain Italy and other countries so of course British riders are going to mature later Brilliant point, Jules. Absolutely right as well. Bang on. Uh, what happened to Mark Marquez? He looked nailed on for the win, didn't he, today? Well, he did, but he chose that hard tyre. And it was, you know, when you're on that crux, if he'd chosen the softer tyre, it may well have gone by the end of the race. If that mm. Honda was pushing the front and he needed a hard tyre to make it... Remember, he ran it in warm-up and he went quicker than any he'd gone in qualifying. So he ran it in warm-up in really cold conditions earlier on, colder than they were just then. And unfortunately, somehow, he didn't have enough heat in it and he lost it in the, in the breaking How much he was he, And he was under pressure. How much was he affected by lack of track time then? Well, everybody, well, had everybody was affected by lack mm -hmm. of track time. But Mark Marquez less than most. Because when he got pole yesterday, he said the last five laps he did were a test for today. Well, and, he had slicks in. And then he came out in warm-up this morning, stuck that hard compound tyre in and, and went quicker than he got even again. yesterday. Yep. So the fact is that he thought he had the data. But it, like I said right at the beginning of this conversation, a rider in a straight line losing it in a straight line, it's nothing to do with a rider. It's only about the tyre. Well, he did promise we'd get the old Mark Marquez back and we certainly got it today with him <laughs> crushing out of the race, didn't he? Um, good ride for Valentino Rossi from uh, 15th place on the grid. Just a minor miracle. We're used to major miracles, Valentino. So when he performs a minor miracle, we almost ignore it. He wasn't quite sharing out the full miracle, though, for Lorenzo, was he? Because he's still, you know, although I have to say that that finish was better than I thought it was going to be for Lorenzo. Yeah, he was really suffering, wasn't he, Hallway? And it's almost as soon as he feels that cool breeze around his gills, <laughs> it, it just doesn't quite work, does it, for him? A fish on the track. You're reminding me of John Kaczynski. Yeah. <laughs> and Vinales in third, back-to-back -back rostrums. Yeah, the Suzuki... Yeah, I, I must say with that hard front tyre, he must have been worrying about the same things. Yep. I mean, the, the, I, he said, didn't he, straight after the race that uh, he'd seen Alege gone down and all those thoughts entered his head. Let's have a listen to our Grand Prix winner today, Cal Crutchlow. Here he is, Cal Crutchlow, Grand Prix winner for the second time, but to compare this one to the one you were early on in the season, I mean, this is another level. This is a dry race, beating everyone into the ground today. Congratulations, Cal, but... What were you thinking when Mark went to ground in front of you? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks, thanks, Gav. It was uh, it was a good race. I said uh, I had two aims this year. Uh, after the first one, I, I won in the rain, and I said I had another aim, which was to win one in the dry, and we've done that. Uh, I believed I could have beat Mark anyway. I really did. I, I felt 
in, in good shape. I lost a little bit of time at the start and I let him get too far. But I, f I could see him, he made a few a couple of mistakes before, just ran wide um, and I kept coming and then he crashed. So after that, it was a disaster because honestly, I was just riding around on eggshells, uh, especially on the right-hand corners. So my brake pressure was really weak, um, but I just made sure that in the... In the laps when the sun was out, I took it easier. I know that sounds completely stupid, but we knew the track temperature come up so fast. Um, and the other laps I really pushed because I needed to keep the heat in the tire. So yeah, don't get me wrong, it was a, it was a long race. Honestly, I never wish any hurt on any other rider, but I wanted a red flag to come out. I, I, I was one of them, it was one of them where I thought, an umbrella, just go on the track or something. No, <laughs> not, you know, or close to the track where we could stop the race, but. It's one of the worst feelings in the world when your pit board's going up, knowing that the two guys that also ran the hard front tire have crashed. Because um, I could see that it had crashed. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just one of them races. But um, really disappointed that my uh, my girls can't be here again. Um, but I get what to, is it about them not being here? I get to see them in 12 hours because uh, they're coming to Malaysia, so I can't wait to see them. Um, but, you know, a good job by my team. I'm, I'm pleased for, for them. They've, they've worked hard for this, especially... Uh, my guys in the garage, Beefy and, and all the all the boys, um, we did the best job we could and it was a win today. Um, Cal, I just want to take you back, before we talk about the win again, to, to last year and how this seemed, you know, it, was always, it seemed like a bridge too far after your first season and it just seemed like we didn't know what was, uh, you know, whether this was, day was going to come. But it has, it's come twice now that we've been able to see you up there. So what's changed over those last couple of years? Um... I don't know. I always go around well around the island, so I have to, uh, you know, I have to be careful with that. But I, I targeted some races this year, and this was one. I honestly, I targeted Aragon as well for a podium, and I targeted here to win, and and we did it. So uh, my team's done a good job. We've we've understood the bike very very well, um, in in especially in the second half of the year, and we we've worked strongly together, you know, and that that's important. So I have a great group group of people around me as well, uh, you know, that I surround myself with, and you know that there's only a small group of people, but. It all adds to the, uh, to the, you know, uh, to the belief that we can we can do it, and um, yeah, I've came away with a win today. You know, we always like to bang the drum for the British riders. It's obvious that's going to happen. But do you know you're the first rider to win multiple races, first Brit since '79, since Barry Sheen. Does that make you proud? Yeah, I was. I'm one of the oldest in this category now, um, and that was still six years before before I was born. So you can imagine when you're racing these. 21-year-olds, and uh, it's, a, it's, it's a hard deal when, you, when you're getting older, but uh, I, never, I never give up. I never stop the fight of wanting to win, um, or else I wouldn't be here. And what's the future now, Carl? Two races to go in this season, yeah, and you still got a chance of winning those two. But thinking about 2017, thinking about the possibility of a title tour, is it realistic for us to get that excited? Not yet. Um, I'm a, you know me, I'm a realist. Uh, I will always say the truth. I'll always say what I... What I believe, I think at the moment, um, we're in a, a good point in my career. Am I ready for, to win a championship? I don't know, but I'll give it a go, whatever happens, and uh, we'll see how we start the season next year. But we've got two races left yet. Um, Sepang's going to be difficult, difficult for our bike, we know that. Um, we, think, we thought Danny would have been the man in, uh, in Malaysia, but uh, you know we'll, we'll try again there and try again in, uh, in Valencia also. I'm sure Lucy and Willow are watching back home, so I'm sure they say their congratulations. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're on the flight, so maybe they're not watching. They'll find out as soon as they get to Malaysia. Cal, from all of us at BT Sport, yet again, congratulations on another brilliant performance. Well done. Thank you. Cheers.
onto the front straight now at turn oh. 12, but Luti builds out of here. Will he have it by the line? Will Morbidelli slipstream Luti to the line? Here comes Luti! Luti, Luti, Luti's going to get it at the line! Here comes Thomas Luti, he's pinched it at the line! Luti wins for Morbidelli! That was a prediction made, but not one I thought would come to fruition. Thomas Luti of Switzerland timed it to absolute perfection. Boys, what a finish. What a finish to that Moto2 race there. And it was a, a tale of two different setups, wasn't it, of the bike today between Tom Luty and Frankie Morbidelli. If you, want, if you could give a win to both of them, you wanted to do it after that one. One had got good entry speed into a corner. One had got gr good exit speed off of a corner. Luty, we read it quite early on, yep. Jules, that, uh, that Luty had that onto the, onto the straight. He just seemed to be cleaner, smoother, being able to get the drive up on the kerbs out onto the front straight. Wasn't sure whether he could drag his way to the line. Um, you can be sure he wasn't sure either. But, <laughs> but what perfect. impressed me, Keith, he didn't try a kamikaze Hail Mary job at Honda on the last lap. He went for his strength. He did the last corner as perfectly as possible and put himself in a situation to use that strength you were talking about. Believe me, if he'd been in the position, he would have gone for the kamikaze. I'm fairly sure of that because there's nothing like a hairpin to ram it up the inside and move your man out into the dirt. But uh, now you're right. I mean, the, the bike that Lutie had was, was the right bike onto the front straight. And he is a man on form. He's on fire. Never won back-to-backs. Which is Can't an amazing stat. In his career. Yeah. Amazing stats for a world champion. And he's close enough now. His first Moto2 win was at, was at Sepang. Where are we going next, next week? A gap of 22 to an out-of-sorts Zarco. And I want to mention Zarco because yeah. out-of-sorts... Now, we talk about someone in, in Joan Zarco who we know his head sometimes gets the better of him. Where's his headspace going to be at now after 12th place today? Yeah, I think what I would be doing if I was Joan Zarco was thinking to myself, I've had a terrible day and I've increased my lead by a point. It's a different <laughs> bloke who's chasing me now, but I've increased my lead from 21 to 22. OK, it might be Looty that I've got to do the business over, but I'm actually further ahead than I was. Of course, if he wins the race in Sepang, Jules, he would be a yep. crown world champion. So he's yep. still, the ball is very much in his court, but his lead has been demolished yeah, by Luton. I'd rather be 22 points ahead yeah. than 22 points behind. And I'll be 22 than 21 as well, of course, Keith. But uh, he's never liked Philip Arnold. Look, the past three years, Luti's had an awful time here. Two uh, crashes. Sorry, Zarco's had an awful time Two here. crashes and a seventh place. Those have been his last three results for this place, and now a 15th. Yeah, so extending his championship lead... That's a good weekend, actually, here. Actually, him. not a 15th, a 12th, 12th wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Who's arguing when it's down there? Alex Rins, <laughs> another one who's, uh, who's having a really rough time before going up to MotoGP. He's done in this championship. I can't see him recovering from that. Sepang, maybe Valencia, perhaps, if he was in a position. But uh, I think Alex Rins has taken such a knock this year. His confidence is out the window. Yeah. Luti is the man on form. And we know how difficult it is to disturb Tom Lutie's equilibrium. He's an ice man. And talking uh, about disappointment, Sam Lowe's again dropping out today. How much is that down to the confidence he didn't have when I spoke to him on the grid? He, he was having the handlebars were being moved. A simple thing, one of the, the basic things he think the team would be measuring and everything. And he just said he was looking at them and they didn't feel straight. All I've got to tell you about that is he's rattled. Mm. And that's he started the race rattled. When you're yes. moving stuff around on the grid, then you know there's something not right in your head. You know, Sam, he gives it everything he's got, mentally and physically. And this weekend, he'd already chucked it out the road four times and the fifth was soon to come. So, I mean, it's... it's uh, I don't quite know with Sam. It's almost like he needs a winter. Yeah, he can do what he does at Aragon, but then he can have, an, before that, the appalling events of uh, San Marino, where he was, frankly, not 
a Grand Prix rider almost. And then Aragoni was the best you've ever seen him. And now he has five crashes here. Talk about up and down. So just finally, uh, is this championship going down to Valencia? Yes, I think the Moto2 championship is going down and to Valencia. And who's taking it then? It's still going to be Zarco. Jules? It's... Of, yes, it's, it's a big got, pause. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have you just all, don't like agreeing with me. That's the reason you pause. That, and I've always been a Tom Lutie fan. That's true. Well, let's hear from Tom Lutie then after his back-to-back -back Grand Prix win here in Australia. Your second victory in a row. You are still in championship contention. And just seeing your celebration coming into Park Ferma, do you think this was your best victory so far? Yeah, really. Um, I think so. It's possible because it's two in a row. You know, it's first time in my whole career. And just before the start, I said in the interview on the grid, um, uh, a guy asked me why it never happened. And I said, that's why I'm still here. I want to do two in a row. And it's really, really great. I'm so happy. And as well, big thanks to the team. They did a good job all over the weekend again. And uh, now let's go for more next week. Thank you very much, Tom. Congratulations. Bender that wins the Australian Moto3 Grand Prix. Locatelli comes through in the second place. He's safe there. Who's it going to be? Can it's it. going to be Canet who takes third place at the slipstream. Darren Binder is kept off the podium by Canet, but still his best ever Grand Prix finish. Well, Brad Binder showing his class once more at the front of that Moto3 race, but there were a lot of crashes uh, there today, and a lot of nasty ones as well, including our own uh, John McPhee, who thankfully, thankfully, is okay. OK, in inverted commas, flying back to Scotland for an operation on a broken thumb. But uh, a lack of track time for the Moto3 boys, perhaps, this weekend? I think everybody's had a lack of track time. Moto3 have probably had more than any, haven't they, really? Because Moto3 first day Friday, they actually got more time on the track yes. than the MotoGP and the But and not the in Moto2 the dry guys. for those. I'm it's thinking true. with the youngsters. You're right, but at the end of the day, it is push and shove in cold conditions, mm. in windy conditions, on a track that kind of encourages you to really get stuck in. It's one of those tracks, isn't it? And then you've got the fast-flowing stuff, then you've got the dead stop, I'm going to ram it up the inside if all else fails kind of corners. And, and that's what we see in Moto3. Uh, I think that's a really fair analysis. And a lot of top men, all the contenders for Rookie of the Year, championship contenders, Grand Prix winners on the floor today. McPhee uh, was on though, wasn't he? He, he was, was on for a podium, and that's no good to see, it. isn't it? That that he was riding so well uh, before that horrible, horrible crash. Shout for Mahindra, really. Mahindra's looked good this weekend here. Yeah. Mahindra, that front, that positive front end that they seem to have over everybody else. In it just that seems case, to be the let's have a shout for the top Mahindra man, Darren Binder, a fraction of a second from the rostrum. Yeah, great performance from him. First podium as well for Aaron Canet, who was third today. But let's hear it from our world champion and race winner, Brad Binder. Brad, congratulations to keep you cool then when everything else was a bit chaotic around you. Real testament to your world championship. So well done today. Did you enjoy that one out front at Phillip Island on a day like this? <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, today was great. Uh, you know, I just, I really pushed hard the first five laps and then uh, I saw I had a three second gap more or less. So I just tried to stay out of trouble pretty much. And, uh, you know, when I actually just relaxed a little bit more and just tried to flow a little bit better, I went quicker. So... You know, I think it's the most perfect race I've ever had. Well, feeling-wise, that's for sure. And uh, to come across the line and see my brother came fourth for is amazing. I think I'm more stoked for him than myself. <laughs> well, that's nice. He only just missed out on the podium as well. Hey, it'll be a, a good celebration for the Binder family tonight. Congratulations, Brad. Well done. Thank you very much. Well, thanks very much, boys. Uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday in Malaysia with our preview podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Cast, we'll speak to you then.